0: Welcome to On the Prowl. KTCG Hi, everybody. Welcome to On the Prowl. I'm Robert Roden.
1: And I'm Rami Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today.
0: Today, on this episode. We have Coach Cody Topper from University of Memphis basketball.
1: Hey, okay. Guys, glad to be here, fellas.
0: Thanks for joining us. So, uh, with the uh, Corona break, how has it been for you? What's the good things that's happened for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, the good thing is I get to stay home here a little bit. You know, spend some time with my kids, uh, be around them uh, more. Uh, obviously, the difficult thing is trying to recruit kind of in this, uh, you know, the springtime here in terms of evaluation and getting to see and watch and evaluate prospects is integral in terms of the recruiting process. You know, so for us we are uh, just kind of forced to to stay on our toes here separate ourselves as best we can you know do zoom meetings things like that and and uh you know just just hope for the best but uh you know definitely looking forward to when all this stuff passes
1: same with us yeah for sure um well speaking of when you were saying like when this stuff passes like when do you think this will pass and what do you think sports will look like after like this Virus is done.
2: Yeah, I think the the big thing to me, um, I mean, in terms of when it will pass, I mean, obviously, I'm not like a doctor, right? Being able to, they're, you know, scientists, things of that nature, but right, um, you know, I think that the more people will take the necessary precautions in terms of staying home and things like that, I think that we're going to be able to definitely flatten the curve and. And that'll be much quicker in terms of allowing us all to get back to normal life. Uh, but with that being said, when it when we do return to to that when when the facilities are open back up and things of that nature, I think that the very interesting thing to look at is is going to be how sports uh, takes place, right? Crowds, concerts, you know, sports entertainment typically taking place in large venues, a lot of people near each other in close proximity, right? So that can be a uh, very problematic in terms of like the spread of a virus. And so, you know, my big thing is hopefully the United States government, and you know, just the world in general, we're able to find a vaccine for this, and ultimately it becomes nothing more than you know the seasonal flu. Uh, you know, you can catch a vaccine like you know every Corona season or whatever. But but um, mm-hmm. that being said, I mean, eventually everything will get right back to normal. People will still be going to these events. People still want to go have something to cheer for, and I think sports is incredibly valuable to just our cultural DNA, uh, you know, worldwide.
0: I would have to agree a thousand percent. With the addition of Leonard Nolly and Ahmed Rand, how excited are you about the upcoming Tiger basketball season?
2: Yeah. Def- I think we're definitely excited. I mean, it starts with the guys who we have coming back, uh, you know, so really excited to return some seriously talented guys. And uh, I think that was my, sorry, that was my, uh, my daughter. Okay. So, You're good. Um, but no, I mean, I think that uh, the big thing, definitely, definitely excited about the guys we've got coming back. I think it starts there, right? We had a great talented group of freshmen that came in and, um, and they had their, their learning experiences over that first season, right? It wasn't all easy for sure. We faced a lot of adversity throughout the, year, whether it was losing James Wiseman, you know, things like that. Uh, We lost Lester uh, for a long, you know, good, good chunk of time. And then we lost DJ Jeffries for a good chunk of time, you know, so being able to fight through that was good. And I know our guys are all chomping at the bit to get back out here, get on the court and, you know, they've got some unfinished business, but then when you sprinkle in the fat, you know, someone like Ahmad Rand, right. He's got a very translatable skill set at the highest levels. Uh, He can run and jump with the best of him, put his head at the rim. You know, I was joking with somebody earlier today that uh, the the baskets of FedEx form are the same height as the ones at the junior college that he's been playing on. And, I mean, hell, he puts his head, you know, way above those things. So, yeah. he's he's tall, he's long, he's athletic. Uh, you know, he's a he's a great roller, dynamic roller, rebounder, rim runner, a uh, guy who just plays with high energy all the time. I think our goal will be to put some weight on him, some strength. And I think that'll really help us and help him for sure as we look to replace Precious. I mean, we have one of the best defenses in the country, and, and Precious is one of our anchors. And so, you know, to bring Ahmad in, that's going to be great. And then you add a, another versatile component in Landers. I mean, a guy with size who can shoot the cover. Rock the ball, uh, but he can also play make. And I think that's the biggest thing for him is that he was looking to find a style of play that allowed him to showcase his versatility. I have no questions that he's found it with us. And, uh, you know, I think when you just kind of look at how this jigsaw puzzle is coming together, Coach Penny's doing a great job of bringing the right pieces that are going to fit and they're going to help take us to the next level, which isn't always, uh, you know, with like the addition of a mod, it's not always indicated by a ranking or a number of stars.
1: Right. You briefly talked about the James Wiseman situation. Um, what would you say was the biggest or the hardest adjustment? To just the whole team in general after the situation. Because me personally, I don't believe the Wiseman, like the situation was handled right by the NCAA. But how would how would you say it affected you since you were like more affected by it?
2: Yeah, I mean, the big thing is uh the number one way that that uh that it affects you, right, is I mean, he's just, he's, he's friends of our players, right? He's their buddy. Right. So, right, right, right. you know, he's a, he's a great dude. I mean, he's got a good spirit about him. I mean, he's someone you want to be around. So the number one way that it impacts is like, Hey, you take a, 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 an integral component off the team just from a chemistry standpoint. Number two way that it impacts it is you take an integral uh, part of the team away just from a, from a physical standpoint, right? We struggled, we struggled rebounding. We struggled on the defensive glass. Um, you know, James would have definitely helped with that, but you know, we didn't have a, a preseason without James to get, used to what that would look like so all of our practices gearing up to the season included him and then you know when you take him away in the middle of the season you know there's a level of scramble mode that you got to go through in order to try and figure out how the rotations are gonna gonna fill that hole and and really just figure out how you're gonna patch it you know in general and so you know our guys uh, they responded well you know and no, now make no mistake it wasn't easy but ultimately at the end of the day um you know they stepped up and and uh, honestly, we were playing our best basketball team of the season, which is exactly where you want to be. You don't want to play your best basketball in November. I can assure you of that. And so, sad thing is, we got robbed of that opportunity to go and prove it. But um, you know, and for James, obviously he had to do what was best for his family, regardless how we feel. The NCA handled things, and you know, I know he remains in uh, you know in good spirits about his future and about you know his relationship with the university and his relationship with our coaching staff and his and his fellow teammates. And you know, I've I talked to James probably like once a week, so you know, try to keep in touch with him and help him as he's on his path to you know to making an impact in the nba yeah,
0: yeah yeah what's the best thing about coaching the young memphis Tigers team
2: i think the big thing is is like that you know we're talented right so so number one is uh you know talent kind of gives you uh, an opportunity to, to do some cool things with them by no stretch of the imagination are we a finished product so that's that's really where the excitement lies the excitement is being able to take guys who you know, have a solid canvas behind them and, and then help them and help mold them into something that's, you know, that's, uh, that's special. And I think that's the challenge every day is to, to help these guys, you know, continue to improve and improve at a quick rate and, and then leave an impact and, and hopefully go on to, uh, whatever level, you know, they can and take care of their families. And that's what we're looking to do is provide them with a platform ultimately to get to the next level. And and I think I'm, con- you know, I'm certainly confident that, uh, that coach Penny has done that. Well,
1: with the rise of the, the G League Academy, like, for example, like Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd going to this G League Academy, what are your thoughts on how this might affect the NCAA? Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, the the NBA is smart. They they made their play and, you know, they they don't want talent to go overseas but the interesting thing is you know when a kid's decision comes down to university or the nba the other interesting thing is that the nba is actively recruiting these kids now instead of just providing an opportunity right like here it is if you want it now it's more like they're actively recruiting so that's that's interesting in of itself but you can't blame the nba for doing that they're trying to protect their product and grow the game and they're not going to be able to get the one and done rule out until you know probably most likely the next collective bargain agreement 2023 so um they had to do something they had to act quick and they did now um, all eyes will be on that program this year to see if it's successful to see if it's risky for players uh and all that will be determined by you know how jalen performs and then how he's evaluated you know by the nba teams and then where he's where he's ultimately drafted uh we all know greg brown decided to choose texas instead of the g league route right so there will be two very interesting dynamics to follow um you know he decided to keep it more traditional Uh, obviously he's from Austin but in the same sense Jalen you know is taking that untraditional route and I mean who are we to tell him to tell him not to do it the big thing that we got to be on notice about as a university in terms of our men's basketball program is you know are the kids that we're recruiting involved in that program how interested are they in that program the last thing you want to do is you know really spend a significant amount of time recruiting somebody that maybe all along has known that 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 program was more interesting to them in college you don't want to get down to the finish line you know, and then see them making those decisions. So you'd rather know early on. And I think it's going to change the landscape of recruiting moving forward. And, uh, but again, this year, all eyes will be on it and we'll see how it fares.
0: With the loss of Tyler Harris, how does that affect the team?
2: Yeah. I mean, the big thing is Tyler was our, he was our gunner, gunner off the bench, right? He had his second most uh, field goal attempts on the team. I mean, we know he came in and, and at the drop of a hat, he can knock down two or three threes in a row and spark us on a run. And, and that was massively vital at various points in times and various games. And so, you know, we're definitely going to miss Tyler in that respect. Um, Obviously, he had to do what was best for him, what he felt was best for him, and so in that sense, you know, we we support him, you know, because you know I don't think ultimately he wanted to be, have a six man role, uh, you know, for the rest of his career, regardless of how many shot attempts or whatever he was getting, and so you know he wants to be on the floor, feet boots on the ground, uh, you know, 40 minutes when the when the jump tip is up. So I mean, that's 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 his prerogative, his choice, and so for us, you know, we're going to wish him the best, and and obviously we're bringing in Landers who can shoot who's got some size and, and we've got two scholarships open and, you know, coach will figure out who the best pieces are for that. And and uh, we'll move forward.
1: What would you say would be, is the biggest challenge for you and the team during this coronavirus break? Like, cause I mean, you really can't see each other to have pr- like practices and stuff like that. So what would you say like the biggest challenge for the team in general is?
2: Yeah. To me, the biggest challenge, I think that every athlete's facing right here is that you're missing your know important reps uh, with coaches, you know, you're there. Maybe you're in your driveway. Maybe you're, you know, handling the basketball in your garage or whatever it is, or you know, doing push-ups and things of that nature. But <clears throat> the limited ability to to get your reps in, high-level reps, uh, to be around your teammates, things of that nature. Um, you know, this time is a time to to try to get a jump start on the next season. And uh, without that, you know, I think uh, we'll really see who are the self-starters. Like who is at home right now, you know, getting those extra reps in. Uh, because when you get back on campus, it's going to show if you did or did not do those things, and I think that's the big thing right now. Those teams that have self-motivated guys that are on the self-motivated grind are going to be the ones that, uh, you know, that, that surface to the top and, and have, leave an everlasting impression, and the others are going to be scrambling to get back in shape, and, um, you know, but, but that, that line will be, be pretty clearly drawn.
0: With this corona, has it been easier to recruit and talk to players, or is it easier to talk to them in person? Like when it's back to normal. Yeah,
2: I think uh, I think your preference is uh, to to talk to these these recruits in person. You know, look them in the eye, shake their hand, things of that nature. Right? It helps you get a feel for just a person on a, on, a, on just a humanity level. But um, you know, I mean, I spend a significant part of my day touching base with all the guys that we're recruiting, and uh, as do the rest of our coaching staff. Uh, as well as keeping in touch with our guys. Um, you know, the thing is just balancing the hours in the day in terms of that. And, and and obviously not, you know, it's one thing you want to contact them just enough, but you also don't want them to get annoyed uh, hearing from you, right? So you don't want to bug them either, right? Because they're going about their day as well. And so, you know, you got to be mindful and respectful of those things. But it's a new landscape to recruit in. Um, you know, I think everybody's getting introduced to the Zoom stuff and things of that nature. And, and honestly, uh, hopefully what we can do is, is make the the iteration of, of our society the after this even better than the one we had going into it
1: i, I would I would agree with that It seems like pretty reasonable honestly um, how would you say your your like coaching style your knowledge of the game has improved working under someone like with the tutelage of penny Hardaway?
2: Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best to do it. Right. So you always want to know like how those guys are seeing the game. I've been blessed to be around, you know, James Harden, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, things like guys like that. And uh, coach Hardaway is no different than, than those guys. I mean, he transcended a position and he saw the game at such a high level. I mean, the game almost speeds down for these guys. And so, you know, it's great to be around him, learn from him, be in film sessions with him and, and kind of get his perspective on things. And uh, the thing that jumps out to me is just what a, a high IQ he has on the first, you know, first side of things. He can, he can identify so many different uh you know micro aspects of the game that are going well wrong or otherwise and provide feedback to our players and that's unbelievably uh vital to them uh, on their path to development so it's uh, it's been a great experience uh we'll continue to be one and you know we've got some momentum here moving forward and i think we're excited to capitalize on it
0: so when you first got the job to come to memphis how excited were you to come be a tiger coach
2: yeah, I mean, it was huge uh, for me. Uh, you know, never expected this to, to be an opportunity to come to fruition. Honestly, I wasn't even interested in college basketball really at all. But, uh, you know, coach, you know, sold me on the vision for developing these guys and providing them with a platform to make their dreams come true, uh, you know, a true platform of servanthood and, and serving the players first. And that's what I'm all about is helping guys get better. So uh, I was definitely extremely excited for the opportunity. And, and here we are a year later, uh, just as excited as I've ever been.
1: What would you say is the. Best thing of how, how can I say this of being able to work with like the staff, like the staff that you have, as long along with the players? Like, do you think that their knowledge has been able to transcend onto the players' knowledge? For example, like since it's such a young team and they're very developmental,
2: yeah. Well, I think the first thing is, right, in order to get somebody's ear right, they've got to have respect for you. And I mean, I'll, I'll, everybody on our staff gets respect the minute they walk in the door, you know what I mean? Whether it was as a player, as a coach. Uh, you know, Tony Matlock and his 23 years of college experience, I mean, interim head coach at Ole Miss, obviously, you know, coach Hardaway and and, and Mike did doing what they did at the highest level. And then, you know, myself coaching at that level, it's there's there's just no question that uh, that, that helps get us heard right when we walk in there. But we've all got a unique, uh, you know, background um, in terms of like our experiences. And I think as a combined group, it, it, it creates for a really special, uh, special team.
0: Well, Coach Topper, thanks for joining us today on this episode of On the Prowl. We really appreciated you coming and thanks, talk, thanks, talking Coach. with us for a minute.
2: My pleasure, guys, Ed. Thanks for joining me. And, um, yeah, definitely, man, GTG. Go How Tigers.
0: We'll definitely be watching this season. Yeah, on the come on through. Yeah, Let's do it. I'm Robert Roden. I'm Raymond Johnson. And thanks for listening. Love you guys. Peace. Don't
2: forget to join
0: us next time. On the prowl Riding with the
1: boys, yeah, we swoops, yeah, we swoops, and we got them high blocks, and we'll shoot, and we'll shoot with the Mercedes Benz in the coop, in the coop, and this so fucking hard, it's on loop, it's on loop.